0: You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. How are you? Welcome to another episode of the Ron Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday and Isaac. Isaac won't be joining us today. Uh, gotta uh, send out prayers to Isaac's family. He lost his nephew uh, in a car accident, Mister Sam Bruce uh the son of his old one of his older brothers samuel bruce uh sam bruce is the uh his older brother that presented him at the pro football hall of fame last year uh helped him unveil his bust so uh all prayers to my brother isaac bruce and sam bruce and the bruce family Um so isaac with his family and uh please send prayers out to Isaac and his family and the Bruce family so uh love you brother love you Sam love you Bruce family Uh, and prayers are with you all uh but today I want to talk about NFL draft just took place what first round of the NFL draft just took place in Las Vegas on Thursday and It's a lot of talk, a lot of anticipation for this NFL draft, but there's a lot of talk and a lot of anticipation for the NFL draft anyway. But the big question is, and the big question was, uh, who would the Jacksonville Jaguars select? Jacksonville Jaguars selecting uh, the first overall pick for the second draft in a row. Uh, That means your ass was sorry. I mean, last year they picked up Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback from Clemson, but that didn't help too much last year because they were still sorry. So hence them getting the number one pick Again, so there was a lot of talk. A lot of people said, thought that, you know, that the big dog Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, the defensive end uh, who's extremely skilled will be the first overall pick. But some thought that it, it will possibly been big dog from Georgia. And it ended up being the big dog from Georgia with the first overall pick of the 2022 NFL draft, the Jaguars did pick Travon Walker. Defensive end from Georgia. Now, Big Dog didn't have the six sacks last year. But if you just look at his stats, that ain't going to do it because the way he plays, he played for that Georgia defense that was just absolutely outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. And who Jacksonville... Picking up Siobhan Walker, 6'5", 272 pounds, I love what they're trying to do, man, because you got to get defensive. And NFL team straight went defensive, especially with the first four picks in the draft. And Jacksonville goes out and get big dog. And as I said, Siobhan Walker, great size, great straight line speed, explosive. He has those long arms. And the thing about it, he's versatile. He can play defensive tackle. He can play defensive end. He can play linebacker because they had him in all of those. I think he lined up 298 times at defensive end, 184 times at defensive tackle, 93 times in linebacker. And check this out at 6'5, 272 pounds. He ran a four five one at the combine. People check, check if if running backs run 4-5s, they're considered fast now. Running backs who are 210, 215 pounds. Running backs that's 190, 195. You expect them to run a 4-4, four, four, but if they run 4-5, anybody in the NFL that runs a 4-5, that's a skill position. Speed. You consider them fast. And he's 6'5", 272 pounds, and ran a 4'5", playing on that Georgia Bulldogs defense, the national champions, who were outstanding. And he actually became one of five Georgia defensive players taken in the first round, which was a first in NFL history. So he goes to Jacksonville, and I love that pick. I love that they're trying to get defensive. And he's going to help them out immediately. So big shout-out to Big Dog. And just watching him, I just love the way he dominates. I love that explosiveness. Of course, he can get better, you know, in technique and wise and all that, and be a little bit, you know, be a little bit more productive. But that's what coaches are for. And you look at his productivity playing for a team that are the national that uh, are the national champions, and being productive and being clearly the best player on that team. So shout out to Jacksonville, Duval County. Shout out to Javon Walker, Javon Walker. Now, speaking of Aiden Hutchinson, played at Michigan defensive end now, he don't have to leave the state because the Detroit Lions, who are always sorry, they picked second and they picked Aiden Hutchinson. Six, seven, 260 pounds. And the thing about it, Aiden Hutchinson gets after the quarterback. He gets after the quarterback. And when you look at film and when you watch players and when you watch especially defensive linemen, you want to see how they move their hands. And you want to see how they move their feet. Because when you got that good handwork, see, Aaron Donald has that great handwork, but he's he he's, he, get, he has leverage and he's explosive and he's quick as well. Aiden Hutchinson has that good handwork. Not like Aaron Donald, but he has that good handwork. And it's always coordinated with his feet. His feet and hand work together. His feet and hands work together. And that's what I call technically skilled. It's like a dance. It's like they coordinate. Coordinate his feet and hands, and he's great at that. Big dog, 14 sacks last year, 16 and a half tackles for loss, just productive for Michigan. And Detroit, they need a whole I need a lot of damn help, but he'll help them. He could have easily been the number one overall pick. So number two overall, that's a, that's, a, that's a great pick. And you look at how some of these other defensive linemen, his size or similar, have been performing in the, in the NFL. That's what Detroit hoping that they get out of Aiden Hutchinson. And if he plays anywhere like he played in Michigan, they will. Number three all the overall pick, the Houston Texans. Kind of surprising people by taking Derek Stingley Jr. It's surprising because... Not because Stingley is, is not good. I didn't expect him to go this high, but I'm glad he went that that high because I, I like the way he plays. Now he's been hurt the last couple of seasons. He, he only, you know, he, he only played last, he only played three games last season at LSU, torn ligament at his left foot. And he's only played 10 games over the last two seasons because of COVID stuff and injuries. But people think that's a a bad thing, but I say, no, that's a good thing because he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body. He's a defender. Cornerback, six feet, 190 pounds. So they may try to say it's not a, it's a bad thing that he's only played 10 games, but now y'all have seen film. We've seen film because in 2019, he, he showed why he was so cold as a freshman. I think that's the team that won the national championship. And he showed how he can play. So to get him here, Houston, like, look, man, we got to, they got to shore up a lot of things, but getting a cornerback like him, a true cornerback one. And when I say like that, physical press corner, quarterback throws the ball he knows how to go find it and go get it that's what i like about him and cornerbacks you always want to see how fluid how, how much fluidity that they have in their hips and he has it like his hips stay greased up he has it because smooth motion back pedal open up smooth motion and you got to have ball instincts, and he has them. So I like Derek Stingley Jr. I think he's going to be good for Houston if he can stay healthy, and I think he will stay healthy. Only problem with him, though, he got he got to know he got to learn how to shed them blockers. Catch with their hands on, you got to learn to get up off of them. That's what he got to get better at, and he will as you get stronger and know how that goes. He will. So I like Derek Stingley Jr. And I like the Houston Texans going out to get Derek Stingley Jr. New York Jets. They picked possibly who people say is the best cornerback in the draft. With the fourth overall pick, they went out and get, they went out and got Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. But I'm going to call him what his mama called him, his daddy called him. Ahmad, Sauce Gardner, Cincinnati, 6'3", 190 pounds. Now, you talk about straight, natural cornerback instincts he has. What do you mean by great, natural cornerback instincts? That means he knows how to get up in a, court, uh, in a receiver's face. Pretty much can tell when the receiver's about to cut and about to break. Knows when the receiver's about to put his hands up to get that rock. Pretty much knows where the receiver's going before the receiver gets there. Knows how to find that ball and smack it or pick it off. That's what you call having great cornerback instincts. And when you look out, look at his speed. To me, it's elite level speed. Not necessarily forty yard dash speed, even though that's his forty. It's forty times good, but that's the difference between testing forty yard dash speed and game speed. Like, with me, my game speed was a lot faster than me just going out there to run the 40. That's because competition makes your adrenaline pump up when you're out there mano-a-mano. But Sauce Gardner, and I talked about Derrick Stingley Jr. being a straight-up cornerback one, legitimate press corner. Sauce Gardner probably the best cornerback in the draft, and he went a pick after Derek Stingley Jr. Play for that Cincinnati Cincinnati Bearcat squad that hey made it to the uh, uh, uh made it to the, the the playoffs lost lost to Alabama but he can play he can ball he can ball and he has attitude and when you play cornerback you got to have attitude and you got to be fearless and you got to have a short memory but you got to be cocky to be good you got to be cocky and he has that great body control so. Nice for him, and I'm only going over the top five. I ain't going through all of them like that. And speaking of the top five, the New York Giants—they wouldn't got Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end from Oregon. And Kayvon, salute to you, man. But I don't know what was up with that suit you had on, bro. I I don't know. I, I mean, you know. But hey, y'all young Royals, man, be letting these Taylors and these people rip y'all off with these clothes that be putting y'all in and, and, and decking y'all out for about $10,000 when they don't even take all of that. But it's your night. But Kalen playing at Oregon, great first step from big dude. And he has what you really want your defensive end to have. He got, he has, I don't want to say he has perfected it, but he got a nice little push pull move. Great tackling. When I say push pull, that means defensive end coming up. When the ball is snapped, he's able to snap and explode his hands onto the offensive tackle or anybody who's ever in front of him trying to guard him. Quickly pop him. That's the push, then pull, like pull down and get around him. He has that. Good speed off the edge, good pass, rush. Randy, a great tackler. So the Giants go out and get him. Rest of the top ten, sixth overall pick, Carolina Panthers, Panthers go out and get Ikem Aquano, offensive tackle, North Carolina State. The Giants had another pick. They went out and got offensive tackle Evan Neal from Alabama. Pick number eight, Falcons, Drake London, wide receiver from, from USC. He'd be catching that. He'd be high pointing that, pointing that joint. Uh, ninth pick, Seattle Seahawks go out and get Charles Cross, offensive tackle for Mississippi State. And in the 10th pick, the Jets get Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from Ohio State. Other notables, the Lions go out and get possibly the best wide receiver in the draft, but it fell down to number 12 because of Torres ACL in the title game. That's Alabama's Jamison Williams. 6'2", 179 pounds, and fastest I don't know what. dude had. Mr. Jamison had 1,500 receiving yards last season. 79 catches, 15 touchdowns. He had 11, 30-plus-yard touchdowns, 470 plus yards touchdowns. That's the epitome of being a big play receiver. That is he. And I think, well, I know he failed, failed to 12 because he tore his ACL and, and, and because he's, he's the best receiver in the draft. But because of his injury, I hate saying he failed. He didn't fall down to 12. He didn't fall down to 12 because... People get drafted where they get drafted, and it's a blessing. Other notables I want to talk about, the Titans. First of all, the Titans made a a, a move that, uh, to me, just being cheap. Now, they got a nice little – they have a nice little system going on in Tennessee. I got to give it to them. They run the ball with Derrick Henry or without Derrick Henry. They play good physical football, good defense, run the ball, punch you in your mouth and play good defense. And that has been a great formula that has worked for them over the past couple of seasons. And maybe that's why they thought that their best receiver, A.J. Brown, was expendable. A.J. Brown going into the last year, he wanted more money. And he got more money. He just didn't get it from the Titans because they traded him. The Titans traded A.J. Brown, sending him to the Philadelphia Eagles, hooking him up with Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, I know they happy. And my young Royal Kenneth Gainwell, Memphis Tiger, he's happy. So the Titans traded A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles, and they immediately announced that he agreed to a four-year, $100 million contract, $57 million guaranteed as soon as he signed with, with the Eagles. So he got his loot. So that meant the Tennessee Titans didn't want to pay that. They didn't want to pay him that so we'll see how that works out for him because A.J. Brown is an elite wide receiver in the NFL. So they traded away A.J., so then they go out and get someone that's body-wise look just like A.J. They get Traylon Burks and Arkansas, wide receiver, 6'2", 225 pounds, big, physical. But they got rid of A.J., but they save a lot of money getting rid of A.J. They save, damn, they're probably nearly $100 million right off the bat by getting, getting rid of A.J. and getting trailing Burks hoping they get similar pr- production from trailing Burks. and as I said Tennessee just likes to run the football and play good defense and be physical with you That's their formula and they're hoping that their formula works. they're hoping that they're hoping that that formula allows them to be able to get rid of an AJ an Brown and continue to win and be uh successful Pittsburgh Steelers picked that number 20 and everybody wanted to know what they would do and and that and number 20. By the time the 20th pick came, no quarterbacks have been picked. And we know Big Ben Roethlisberger just announced that he's, you know, he's done. So Pittsburgh needed a quarterback. So Pittsburgh went out and got a quarterback. Was it, was it going to be Malik Willis from Liberty? That's what a lot of people thought. But now Pittsburgh said, you know what? We got a young man that's been playing right here in Pittsburgh, playing in this stadium that we've been watching and we know him and he's very, very good. And that's quarterback Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, the Panthers. The Steelers picked Kenny Pickett with the 20th overall pick. And I see why. Pickett picked defenses off, almost throwing for 4,300 yards last year, 42 touchdowns, that's seven picks. And he's mobile, great accuracy. He pinpoints that rock and places it right on the money. And he makes good decisions in the the pocket. And he's not just a big statue back there because even big – Even though Big Ben was a big dude, Big Ben just wasn't no big statue. But Kenny Pickett, mobile quarterback, he's proven that he can get it done, proven that he can put up big numbers, and just proven that he's accurate, he can play the position, and he can lead a team. So the Pittsburgh Steelers are hoping he can be their leader, even though they just got Mitchell Trubisky trubisky and mitchell trubisky they just signed him to a two-year deal so i'm hoping kenny Pickett can learn something from him but kenny Pickett heard his name called cry for a long time couldn't see him on camera because he was crying and he was an emotion he was emotional and i understand getting drafted into the nfl but then not having to leave your home your college town not having to leave and being familiar with the home stadium, just moving, just moving locker rooms in the same stadium. So salute to the Steelers, salute to him. And the Dallas Cowboys, I always look for. I'm not a Cowboys fans, but I'm not a Cowboys hater. I like the Cowboys, but I they, the Cowboys fans get on my nerves because I'm friends with some Cowboy legends, and I'm friends with Cowboy current my, my my young young Royal Tony Pollard from right here in Memphis. That's my guy, Cedric Wilson, Jr., me and his dad, good friends, even though Cedric Wilson is gone now. But I always want to see what Jerry Jones and the Cowboys are going to do. And they go out and get offensive tackle Tyler Smith from Tulsa, 6'5", 324 pounds, left tackle. Or is it a guard? Doesn't play guard, doesn't play tackle. He's played both. So we shall see. They go out and get Tyler Smith and trying to, you know, trying to protect the quarterback, trying to protect Dak Prescott. If he plays left tackle, you know that's the most important position on the offensive line uh, when you got a right-handed quarterback because he got to protect the blind side. But they go out and get Tyler Smith from Tulsa. And the rest of the draft really didn't, you know, nothing really, it really stood out for me. But like I said, the Georgia Bulldogs make an NFL history. First time in the history of the NFL draft, draft that five players from one team on defense taken in the first round. Javon Walker goes first overall to Jacksonville. Jordan Davis goes number 13 to Philadelphia. Quay Walker goes 22nd to Green Bay. Devontae Wyatt goes 28th to Green Bay. And Lewis Seen goes 32nd to Minnesota. And the fact of the matter is, probably the most productive and best player on their defense the Kobe Dean and had any He gonna get drafted today on day two, but he, his name won't even call. So that goes to show you why Georgia won the won the championship and finally beat Alabama. They had all those ballers on defense, and defense truly wins championships because you can play all the great offense you want, but if you can't stop nobody, hey. So, shout-out to Georgia. I mean, shout-out. Shout-out, but Nicobe Dean easily. Malik Willis, two young, two young Royals we thought were going the first round. Didn't, but definitely going in day two. No doubt about it. And we should see a lot of, you know, several quarterbacks taken. And even the running back, Ken Walker the third running back in Michigan State. I like him because he's from Memphis. But if I had to, and I normally don't do this, but if I had to say who won the draft, hell, I would say the Philadelphia Eagles. Why? Because they got AJ Brown. Based off what happened in the draft. And AJ Brown is a winner. Because Tennessee, you don't want to give me my money? Eagles gave it to him. And once again, four years, $100 million. $100 million $57 million guaranteed. That makes him the fourth highest paid receiver in the league. He got the money he was after, and he went to a team that's building. They trying to compete. Now, Jalen Hurst has a legitimate home run hitter. Man, Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle, put him with Fletcher Cox. So, hey, man, Philadelphia Eagles won won, won this to me. Who lost the draft? To me, the Tennessee Titans. Being cheap. Not wanting to pay A.J. Brown so you go out and get Traylon Burks. But not saying he's not going to be good. But the fact of the matter is, he's always going to be compared to A.J. Brown. So even next season, when his numbers don't match what A.J. Brown can give you, it's gonna, he's going to be unfairly judged for that. So that puts a lot of pressure on this young, young man. And it's not his fault. But I say they lost the draft. That's why. That's exactly why. Another winner, to me, the Arizona Cardinals. And I hate to say that because I'm a former Ram. But what they did, they went out (laughs) and got Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. Which made Lamar Jackson tweet WTF, which means what the because that's his that's his number one receiver. Baltimore went out and got rid of him, traded to the card, traded him to the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals. So that's why I say they're the winner, and Kyler Murray is the winner because Arizona picks up his fifth-year option guaranteeing he gets paid $29 million next season. But they do that hoping, I know he's hoping they can work towards a long-term. Deal to make get him more money than that, because he wants an extension and he want to get paid like these top quarterbacks in the NFL, and I don't blame him. But Marquise Brown and Kyler Murray played together at Oklahoma, and now they hook back. They're gonna hook back up in Arizona, because back in 2018 when they was playing, Marquise Brown 75 catches, 1,318 yards, 10 touchdowns which made him a first-round pick in the 2019 draft. Now, Cliff Kingsbury has these two young Royals. He can put them together, and they can do some work. So the Cardinals win. Baltimore Ravens, specifically Lamar Jackson, lose because Lamar like, man, how the hell are you going to get rid of my top receiver? So Lamar probably, because he's up for an extension as well, Now Lamar Lamar Lamar, man, I know he's not happy because he like his tweet says it all, and I don't blame him. Now his receiver room is is kind of thin. It ain't like they went out uh, uh and got other other cats because they drafted Cal Hamilton. Cal Hamilton, a safety. And they went out and got Tyler Linderbaum, a, a center. So Lamar Jackson up for an extension as well, and so he might be rolling somewhere else. So, so, Tennessee Titans, like I said to me, they once won the uh, a draft to me because they got AJ Brown. They literally drafted AJ Brown, who's been in, a, who's already proven he's a, a a Pro Bowl receiver. He's a baller. So that's who the Tennessee Titans got an NFL vet in the 2022 NFL Draft. That's who won the draft. My home state Tennessee Titans, even though here in Memphis, we don't overall, we don't really pull it. But. but my partner, Cassius McGowan, owner of ISF Productions, who, productions, who, who I uh, 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 do the Doc Holiday show on YouTube with. He's a huge Titans fan. And his brother, Chris. And his brother, Quentin. So for that reason, salute to y'all. Not salute to y'all because y'all got rid of A.J. Brown. (laughs) So I know y'all got to be sick. Speaking of sick, some sick teams in the NBA playoffs because they out of there. But there's some not sick, not unsick teams in the NBA playoffs because they not out out of there. They moved on. So Thursday night brought us some closeout games in the NBA. And one of them was the Phoenix Suns closing out the New Orleans Pelicans, 115 to 119. So the Suns go on to win this series, four games to two, and it's how they won the game. Because the Pelicans were hooping. And you got to give it to Willie Green. You got to give it to the brother. He did a great job coaching that New Orleans Pelican squad that didn't have Zion Williamson because he's been out hurt. They traded for C.J. McCollum who came in and did his thing. See, they hooped in Portland, and he hooped for New Orleans. But they had some issues they've been dealing with, but Willie Green still getting them into the playoffs and, you know, really playing some great basketball against the number one seed in the West. Well, they took it as far as it could go. The Suns win four games to two to move on to the second round, and look at the performance they got from Chris Paul. They called Chris Paul an old man simply because, I guess, he's old in NBA years. A vet, been playing for a long time. But it did not matter. Because Chris Paul, man, his 36-year-old self, went out and had him a game, made NBA history. I think he became the first NBA player in NBA playoff history To go fourteen or fourteen from the field, didn't miss a shot, didn't miss a free throw, didn't miss a field goal. Chris Paul went fourteen or fourteen from the field in a closeout game at thirty-six years old, finishing with thirty-three points, eight assists. Suns move on one fifteen to one o nine. Now Phoenix did get Devin Booker back. He had been he had missed the previous three games because. He had hurt his hamstring. He came back uh, 13 points, one to six and threes. He played 32 minutes. But he got to, you know, get acclimated, get himself back. But it was Chris Paul, the young, the old, the, the, the uh, uh, young oldster, the old youngster. 33 points, eight assists, man, 14 to 14 from the field. So got to salute Chris Paul to not miss a shot. I don't even know, really know what to say about that. 14 to 14. That's big time. I don't think Chris Paul, because he's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. One of the the best point guards to ever play. One of the best players to ever play. Top 75 player. And Pops been hooping. Pops was hooping. But they also got 22.7 rebounds from DeAndre Ayton. I think DeAndre Ayton only missed two shots. So Chris Paul goes 14-14. to 14. DeAndre Ayton only misses two shots, and they move on, which they were supposed to. They the number one seed in the West. Pelicans number eight seed. But the Pelicans, they played some ball. Willie Green did a great coaching job. His young royal, Brandon Ingram, showed that he's a legitimate top player in the league, and y'all need to watch for him. Y'all need to check for him. He finished with 21 points and 11 assists. He got that thin man game, but he be hooping. And he, he 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 can take a lot more physical. Because you, you look at him, you think, man, just, just push him around. and Hell no, nah, Brandon Ingram don't really go for that, even though he's thin. he's tough, and he played extremely well during this series, but he, he's, he's played extremely well ever since the Lakers traded him away to New Orleans. He's been balling ever since. He was balling in L.A. So salute to Brandon Ingram, and salute to you, Willie Green, Salute to the New Orleans Pelicans. Phoenix, just too much. So Phoenix moves on. The Sixers also had a close-out game. And damn, did they close it out? They just beat the head in to, to Toronto. 132 to 97 was the final. And the game was kind of close. At halftime in the third quarter, it was, but in the fourth, it was it, it was over with. Philly just ran away from them. They win the series four games to two. Joel Embiid, 33 points, 10 rebounds. James Harden, 22 points, 15 assists. Tyrese Maxey, 25 points. I think every starter with Philly was in double figures. So they closed out Toronto. And Toronto just does not have the ballers that Philadelphia has. They don't have a superstar. Philly has a superstar, Joel Embiid. And James Harden, because James Harden played like James Harden. In game six, James Harden, you've been watching him. He's he been looking like he just been running in place. Can't get past anybody, but he showed some quickness. He exploded a couple of times, showed that quick first step to the rack. He yammed on the cat one time. He did the little tap-tap, the three-pointer. Well, he gives you the head fake, the hezzy, then he tap-taps backwards and flicks that sweet left-handed three-pointer and puts salt in your face. He did that several times, 22 points, and he played point guard, 15 assists, man. So James Harden looked like James Harden in game six, and that's one of the bigger, big reasons why Philly pulled away from Toronto. And young King Tyrese Maxey played with maximum effort, 25 points for him, so they move on. Now they, play, they face the heat in the first round. Now we end up to the final four, almost of all oh, In both conferences, Minnesota and Memphis is still teams, two teams still playing, and they could easily go to seven games. They play tonight, which I'm recording this on a Friday. So the Sixers and Heat will meet up in the next round. And the Mavs had a chance to close out the Utah Jazz, and they did. And the Mavs, the lower seed, they closed Utah out on Utah's home court. They went in 98-96. to They led by Jalen Bronson with 24 points. Luka Doncic, 24 points. Luka Doncic, 24 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. They win that series four games, two. So they closed out Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz. But the thing about it, man, Utah still had a chance. Late in the game, they still had a chance. But then former Grizzly Mike Conley did what he used to do with when he was playing for the Grizzlies, not coming up big a lot of times in key situations, and he didn't come up big in this situation. He went ran ran right down there and traveled, and I hated for Mike, but I wasn't surprised. Like God dang, Mike, come on, bro. And it's it, it's he makes that mistake, and Luka Doncic, as great as he is, advances to the second round of the playoffs for the first time. But just to see how that game ended. Hmm. And they had a chance because Bogdanovich had a chance. He had a wide-open three out the pump faking. They were down two with four seconds left. It could have been a game winner, but Bogdanovich – Missed it. And Dallas was able to come back from down 12 points at halftime to win their first playoff series since 2011. That's the year they, you know, was in the NBA finals. They advanced to Phoenix. But it's just a fact, man, that as great as Luka Doncic is, for most of this series, he didn't play. And Jalen Brunson was that dude. Little point guard from Villanova, man. He, he, oh, he just averaged, 20, damn near, 28 points a game in the series. And check this out. as a point guard playing against Halle. He only committed four turnovers in six games. Damn. Dallas took over in the third quarter, outscored the Jazz 36-19. When, went to lighten it up from three-point range, eight of 12. Donchers had 10 points. And, you know, he'll give you them step-back threes. And when he give you them step-back threes, that's just what it is, man. That's just what it is, man. Like Terrence Howard with that horrible-ass Memphis accent and hustling and flow. That's just what it is, man. Which we don't, talk, we don't say man like that. But, yeah, they move on. They move on to face the sun. So now we wait to see what my Memphis Grizzlies and Minnesota Timberwolves are gonna do. Because everybody else just waiting in the West. Well, not everybody else, Golden State. That's who Golden State waiting. Not everybody waiting. Golden State waiting on the winter of Memphis and Minnesota so they can rest and relax. Now Memphis can close out because it's game six in Minnesota, but if not. They got to play a game seven Why Golden State just chilling. But I think Phoenix, I think Phoenix and Dallas, that, that series gets started on uh, Monday, I think. Why Golden State could easily just be chilling. But if, if the Grizzlies win game six, then I think they rest and then they get started. Then that series gets started maybe on Sunday. But but that's it. In the NBA playoffs, we're in the final four for the Eastern Conference, the final four for the Western Conference. NFL draft continues. First round is over. Got some new millionaires in the the world. So, Young Royals, let me tell you, man, save your money. Don't waste your money. I saw a lot of wastefulness in those suits, and those chains. When you spend $70,000, $100,000 to get a chain personalized, that's your chain now. It's kind of hard to sell it to someone when it's personalized with your name or your emblem or or whatever on it. Be smart with your money. If you're not married with children, you can can live in a one-bedroom and save your money for when you're not playing. You don't need a $300,000 car. Because when, when you're in the NFL, you set the trends. Y'all don't need to spend out waste all that money on quote unquote high-end clothes. Because whatever you wear as an as an NFL, an NBA player, or as a celebrity becomes the style. The brands don't make y'all. Y'all are the ones that make brands. That's why people want y'all in their clothes. So quit giving all these high-end fashion people money. And fight high-end fashion shows. I'll stop saying it. Y'all advertise with run past option, but until then, hey, you don't need that big old crib yet. You don't have to invest in that. You can get you a nice little eighty thousand dollar card and you 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 and and you be rolling nicely. And our friends and family members of these brand new millionaires be be real friends and family members, and don't. Try to make them spend all their money because I know as far as parents are concerned, parents provide a lot of support to their children, but it ain't for their children to make them rich when they get there. You do that because you want your children to have a, a nice head start in life. So don't expect them to pay for everything. Don't be calling them for money all the time because uh and, and oh, another thing, take some financial literacy classes, young royals, if y'all haven't done it already. Learn how money works. Don't just learn how to get it and learn how to spend it. Learn how it works and let it work for you so you won't be broke when you finish playing because regardless of how much you make, a lot of NBA and NFL players be broke within a couple of years after finishing playing. That's why we still see these NBA players who made tens of millions of dollars when they were playing just getting erected for health care fraud, insurance fraud, and they only got a couple of hundred thousand dollars out of the deal. Stealing is never worth it, man. But learn financial literacy, fellas. It's important because that money be gone before you know it. And people will love taking it from you. But I'm going to wrap this edition of the Run Pass option, option up. Uh, and before I leave, once again, I want to send prayers to the Bruce family, specifically my brother Samuel Bruce, my big bro Samuel Bruce, brother of Isaac Bruce, whose son died in the car accident. So, once again, keep the Bruce family in your prayers. Love you, man. Love y'all, man. And uh, I've already told Isaac and Sam anything I can do, and you know, sisters, anything I can do, let me know. But y'all keep the Bruce uh, family in y'all prayers, and uh. I'm going to end the run pass option on it.